0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Flash, your briefing on small business news, trends, and insights. I'm your host, Adam Hewitt. Thanks for joining me. Knowing the various types of insurance that your business needs can be a bit of a head-scratcher. We'll discuss several of the most common lines of coverage today with my guest, Jack Smith of Valor Insurance Brokers. That's coming up, but first, the news roundup. Small business bankruptcies are rising at the fastest pace since the pandemic, according to a report by the Wall Street Journal. Increased interest rates, tighter lending standards, and higher operating costs are the chief culprits. The jump in bankruptcies are from a newer kind of filing option, Subchapter 5, which Congress created in early 2020 to make it easier for small businesses to restructure their debt. Subchapter 5 filings have increased in recent months, due in part to a temporary lift in the debt limit from $2.7 million to $7.5 million. A Small Business Administration official told the journal that although it is still early, the agency believes the COVID loan program will prove to have reduced bankruptcies in the long run. That said, SBA has also charged off 11.6% of the roughly $390 billion of COVID disaster loans issued during the pandemic, and another 12.8% are more than 30 days past due. Though Congress averted a government shutdown last month, the prospect of one towards the end of November hangs over the economy, and small business owners want none of it. 91% say it's important for the federal government to keep the lights on, and 70% say if a shutdown were to occur, it would negatively impact their company, according to a new survey by Goldman Sachs. Almost all small business owners, 96%, voice concern about both the national debt and federal government spending. Of the owners who say a shutdown will hurt their business, 67% said that their customer demand will go down due to economic uncertainty and instability, and 24% rely on SBA services, including loans and support. Many small businesses are making mental health of employees a priority, according to the most recent edition of the MetLife and U.S. Chamber of Commerce Small Business Index. 68% of small businesses reported using at least one resource to assist with employee mental health and well-being in the third quarter. Measures most commonly utilized were encouraging employees to take mental health breaks during work hours at 32%, or offering partial or full reimbursement for child care, also at 32%. After that, 26% said they offered one-on-one check-in meetings to discuss mental health and well-being, and 25% have discussions about mental health and stress. 24% limit emails and meetings to standard work hours. You can find more information on this and other stories in the News Roundup by going to the links in the show notes. Small business owners, you need the pros at SBS Accounting and Advisors to keep your finances on track. For 16 years, the good folks at SBS have been helping owners make better decisions and grow their profits. Go to sbsaccountants.com today to set up a free 30-minute consultation. Use the promo code FLASH to get 20% off your setup fee. Again, that's sbsaccountants.com. On today's show, we have Jack Smith. He is the president of Valor Insurance Brokers in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Jack, thanks so much for being on the show. Adam, thanks for having
1: me. Excited to excited to, to dig in.
0: So we're going to be talking today about um, insurance, and particularly, uh, we're going to start at least with general liability coverage. Um, sometimes that's referred to as business owners' um, insurance or BOPs. You may have heard that term. And so, um, look, I mean, everybody that's a small business owner out there, you need insurance. Um, and oftentimes, people are not covered um, enough at least that's my theory. But Jack, I want to start with you maybe just explaining to the audience just a little bit about what general liability covers, and maybe what it doesn't cover, because I think um, oftentimes, folks probably think they are covered more than they are. So let's just start with that. And then we'll get into some of these specific other kinds of coverages that, that small businesses need to be considering.
1: Yeah, so general liability is something that a lot of people may feel as a silver bullet, especially when you're starting your business you you have your ducks in a row, right you set up your bank account and then you go straight for the insurance policy, which is great you you budget for it on the front end, you say, "Hey, how much is general liability going to cost me and all that all those things and so you get a piece of paper that says you're insured, and everybody kind of breathes a sigh of relief but That general liability insurance, uh, if it's written well and written correctly, which we can get a little bit more into that as far as rating goes and classification. But as long as it's written well, that general liability should defend you and or your business uh, while you're in the scope of your operations. If you cause third-party property damage or third-party Party bodily injury to somebody. So let's say you're a manufacturer and you're a tenant and you're manufacturing a product. It sparks a fire and burns the building down, right? You've got third party property damage there. Your business caused the damage to the building. So you've got general liability coverage there for that. You mentioned it can be called a BOP. So a BOP is, it normally contains that general liability and it often contains property coverages. So could be for ensuring your contents in the building, the stock you have if you are a manufacturer, the building if you own it, and things like that. So typically you're gonna see a BOP and it's gonna contain the general liability and the property coverage as well.
0: Okay, now, kind of part of the first question. Um, mentioned that you know sometimes business owners will think, well, if I've got a BOP which has the general liability and the property, that's kind of it. I've paid my insurance premium, I'm good to go. You know, we're off to the races. That's not the case. So, can you tell us, you know, what would be some other kinds of insurance that, again, depending on the industry that the business is in, or that the maybe it's a solopreneur even, um, what other coverages? folks might want to be considering.
1: Yeah, so, you know, this is this is the case all the time that we see. So, I'll give you an example. We reach out and say, "Hey, can we take a look at your homeowners insurance?" because as an as an agency, we work with individuals, we also work with businesses. So, we'll ask somebody, "Hey, can we take a look at your homeowners insurance?" They say, "Hey, I've already got insurance." And our response to that is, well, what is that insurance doing? What's it protecting? How well is it protecting it? And the same is true for businesses. Just because you do have that piece of paper that has your name on it and says insurance, there are certainly many, many levels of coverage. You might have $50,000 in coverage. You might have. $5 million in coverage. Uh, insurance is a massive line item for a lot of people. It's really, really important that you know exactly what you're getting for what you're paying. Right. But to your, question, to your question, Adam, about, uh, you know, hey, is general liability that silver bullet? Am I off to the races? Am I good to go? Sometimes the answer is yes, but oftentimes it's no, you're not. There are many other policies that you really want to consider. So some of the big ones are going to be workers' comps. So as soon as you gain your first employee, whether they're 1099, W-2, part-time, full-time, you've got one employee, you've got 20 employees. At, at that very moment, you hire your first employee, you've got a workers' comp exposure. So they could get injured while on the clock. They have to go to the hospital. you got to pay for those medical bills. On top of that, they could turn around and sue you as the employer and say, hey, it's you're the reason that I got hurt. So now you've got employer's liability, which is a part of workers' comp. So as soon as you have somebody working for the business you've got a massive exposure on your hands that isn't covered by general liability.
0: I hope you're enjoying the show and with every episode, gaining new insight to grow your business and run it better. I help small business owners every day succeed with strategy, operations, and marketing. Email me today at adam at smallbizflash.com and tell me about your small business's challenges. Let's grow your business together. That's Adam at
1: smallbizflash.com. The next one would be commercial auto. That's pretty clear, right? If you own an auto in the business, whether you're a solopreneur, like you said, whether you're a partnership, an LLC, a corp, if the if the business owns a vehicle, it, it needs commercial auto insurance. Um the, the last couple that I would talk about would be cyber insurance, right? We're we're getting into crazier and crazier times where They've almost made an industry out of cybercrime. So, if your business is using anything digital or electronic, you do have some form of cyber risk. Absolutely. Last one I'll speak to Adam is is just that errors and omissions coverage, also known as professional liab- liability or medical malpractice for those that are in the medical field. This one's massive. A lot of people think, "Hey, I have general liability; I'm covered." When in fact, you're not covered at all against a professional liability claim. So quick example would be you're a veterinarian, you've got general liability insurance. If someone were to slip and fall in your waiting room, you're going to be fine. That general liability is going to take care of it. If someone says, hey, you killed Fluffy on the operating table and now I'm, I'm torn up, I've got pain and suffering, that's a professional liability claim that your general liability has no reason to respond to. So if you don't have that errors and omissions, you're, you're really in a bad spot. So those are some things that general liability doesn't cover in any capacity that people need to be mindful of as they operate their business.
0: Well, we hope fluffy is okay. No, no animals were injured in the course of recording this podcast, (laughs) um, just to be clear. But, but to your point, Jack, in all seriousness, um, yeah, there are a lot of uh, folks out there that kind of neglect the professional liability piece. um, And it's just one of those that really folks need to be paying attention to. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, And, you know, cyber also that's another example where um there are cyber policies that are hardly worth the weight of the paper they're printed on and then there's some really good cyber policies um and so you just you know they're not all equal you have to really um either know how to read them or you have to have an agent that knows how to how to read them and how to pick the right ones well jack this has been super helpful and thanks so much for being on the show today
1: yeah absolutely adam thanks for having me again and uh yeah it's It's something that a lot of folks need to know and and glad to share any help or expertise we can give. Absolutely.
0: So we're going to have uh, Jack's information again in the show notes. So feel free to reach out to him and contact him for any of your insurance questions. That's the show for this week. Please tell someone about the podcast and a comment on LinkedIn, Facebook, or YouTube would be great as well. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.